This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Take the Black Live, the only show on the internet where we talk about things the rest of the lamestream media I said it won't talk about, like dragons, lasers, sci-fi, fantasy, movies, and television. I am Dan Selke, the editor of Winterscoming.net, here with my co-host of X years, Mia Johnson of DorkTideOfTheForce.com, who, it's... Today is, 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 is your last ever show, Mia, and we're a little upset about that, but we can't be too much because we have another guest we can introduce. This is Natalie Zamora, the fan-sided entertainment director, who's going to be talking with us today about a special program that she is an expert on. But first, Mia, I understand you have a book. Um, well, I have something from a book publisher, um, and I'm happy to kick off my last show showing this off so i'm gonna have to like step out of my seat to show you all this because it is ginormous so exclusive people here we go <laughs> okay and i hope you all can still hear me this is marvel uh black light poster it is huge by the way so i'm trying to <laughs> get the whole thing in the shot um and let me read you this is called the marvel classic black light black light collectible poster portfolio. It comes in at 125 USD and with it, you get 12. I say 12, 12. Uh, wonderful, beautiful black light photos. And it's kind of strange. It's like when you, I feel like I'm on QVC or something. <laughs> like when you hold it up to a phone light or kind of like I've got my ring light, they do kind of, this is a bad example, but they do kind of reflect. <laughs> so I don't, if I open this up, they're going to go all spilling out because I took the plastic off. But yeah, thank you to um, Abram Books for sending that over to me. I'm going to have to build like a man cave or something <laughs> just to fit all of those in there. But it looks really, really cool. I mean, you got Iron Man and I think I actually, some of the X-Men and stuff like that. I actually don't know. what What is a blacklight poster? It's like, so I, you, you know, like if you go bowling or you go um, <laughs> to like, what is that laser tag mm -hmm. and they've got those lights and then your shirt starts glowing. <laughs> That's oh, yeah, what, okay. I think it's just UV light. So you use UV mm -hmm. light and it makes the, whatever it is glow in a special way. So I have Very to, cool. yeah, I have to go get like a UV light on Amazon now as well. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, we're having many commenters here uh, weighing in on your imminent departure, Mia. Mia, where are you going? Asked Jen. Sad face. But if you're going to bigger, better things, you do you, girl. Simply, Dan, no. Yes, don't worry about that. <laughs> Christian yeah. says no as well. That's a popular one. Great twist of the heavens and shake. But yes, yeah. it, 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 it is your last show, and we're going to miss you very, very much. We'll make this last show a, a one to remember. Thank you. Wait, can I wear one last thing? I know this was impromptu. Um, I also got this. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like Ooh. making all sorts of. 
It is a collector's. <laughs> this was not sent to me, by the way. This I had to buy. Um, collector's <laughs> edition um, Loki series headgear with a certificate of authentication. Um, I can wear the Sylvie one because it's like, Ooh. there we go. It's kind of like Wonder Woman. Yeah. I like it's kind of nicely. The Loki one is heavy AF. Um, so I'm not going to put that <laughs> one on, but I won't wear it for the duration of show. I, I want to <laughs> hear about uh, what Natalie wants to talk about. <laughs> That's enough of me. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting though. I, I mean, love we, it. We, we have props, props. Also, I want to say um, when you go, we'll have to like have a little Funko in the studio to remember you like, and you can name which one it is. I think that'll be a good uh, going away <laughs> present. Oh, that's wonderful. I like that. Yes. While we process our emotions, um, Natalie. So the reason I wanted to have mm-hmm. you on today is because you are a fan of the television showtime program, Dexter, which is about a happy, like a serial murderer, but he's nice. And, um, Showtime revived it for Dexter New Blood, starring Michael C. Hall. And you've watched the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. I just want to get your opinion on what do you think? Is Will this please fans of the show? So I think so. The main reason I think that they decided to have this revival um, eight years later is because a lot of people were very unhappy with the way mm-hmm. the original Dexter ended after eight seasons, which... I know Game of Thrones fans can understand that. You guys understand that, that it's impossible to make everyone happy. It really is. Um, No, I'm saying you can understand people being upset about it Um, and a a whole outrage. So Dexter season eight ended on a cliffhanger, which doesn't really make sense because it's the end of the show. There wasn't closure, which I didn't necessarily mind. I am someone that I don't need all the answers. It's okay. But I did just really love the original show. So I was happy that they're going to bring it back. Um, so yes, I've watched the first four episodes and I do really like it. I think the premiere started things off kind of with a bang. We got to see where Dexter is living now. Mm -hmm. He used to live in Miami working in forensics. And now he's living in a fictional town called Iron Lake, New York, which is really, really small. And he has a totally new identity. He goes by a different name. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just has just a low key job and is trying to start a new life. And obviously I won't get into too many spoilers, but in the premiere, we do find out that he still has this dark passenger. passenger. Yep. Yep. And he still does want to kill people. But like (laughs) you said, he is nice. His, his whole thing is that he's a vigilante. He only kills people who have escaped the system and have killed other people, but haven't, you know, gone to prison for it. So um, I think that it's not too toxic to to root for him. I don't feel too problematic liking him as a character. (laughs) That was always like the, the hook, right. That like, let's Mm -hmm. make a serial murderer likable Mm -hmm. and like, have you, have you root for him? I mean, I don't know. I can think of a problem with like a, a rogue vigilante, who like super cops going to go after them. But I, I enjoyed the show too, but back when it was on, it, it was always a good show. Mm-hmm. So like, is the new one different appreciably from, from, from the classic show or does it feel like you never left? It feels like we never left, honestly. Like, I mean, it's a different location, like I said, and this takes place 10 years after the events of the season eight finale, but mm-hmm. it has the same vibe. It has the same tone, which I, I appreciate that. It seems like, 
there isn't too much lost time and I'm kind of just right back into Dexter's life just as a, as a new guy, but we still get, you know, his narration, his classic narration. Right, and, right, right, right. Um, he, I just really love him as a character. He's very, very interesting and, and you're always just waiting for him to get caught. So it, <laughs> it has a similar, the similar vibe there. Do you want this new season to end with him finally getting caught Ooh. and brought to a kind of justice or is this like, the start of a whole new Dexter series or something. Yeah. See, I don't know. I mean, it is being called a mini series, but as we've seen mm-hmm. a million times, that doesn't really matter. People will still make second seasons, third seasons. So I think it depends of the audience reaction. I think Michael C. Hall, who plays Dexter, is happy to be back in this role and would probably do it longer. Yeah. So I would take either. I think it depends how the next few episodes uh, go, because right now, and by the end of episode four, it's kind of a turning point. And I guess, yeah, if they can pull it off and and the rest of it is good, I would take more seasons. And I think I would be a little bit bitter if Dexter got caught. I would be a little mad. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's a tension. Like, you, you should want the murderer to get caught, I guess. Maybe. Morality, whatever. But Oh, he's just so nice. We can't let it happen. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask? Oh, well, uh, I don't remember. Mia, uh, did you ever watch Dexter? I have not watched Dexter. I don't think we had Showtime. I think it was a little bit ahead of my time as well. Um, I don't remember when it first came out, but probably not something that a kid should be watching. So I don't know anything yeah. about Dexter. Um, sounds very fun, though. I mean, especially the vigilante thing. It's reminding me of like Suicide Squad where, you know, these are like actual supervillains and things like that. But I'm like, I'm into that. So I don't know if I can invest the time into Dexter, but I do think it I was actually kind of interested to hear Natalie say that she is interested in potentially having more of this when sometimes, you know, people are like, okay, well, you know, let the past be the past and kind of done and over it. Or, you know, maybe let's just have a one-off. Um, Cause I said that about supernatural in a post today. I was like, they don't need to bring it back. If they really, really wanted to, I'd be fine with like a one hour special, but you know, otherwise it's like everything has been said and done, but I guess apparently not for Dexter, which is, I mean, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good question, actually. Like Natalie, if somebody came into this never having seen Dexter, the story of a happy murderer kills bad people, um, <laughs> would would that work, do you think? Or, or, or do you have to have seen the rest of it or at least some of the rest of it to get what's going on? Yeah. So I think technically you don't have to watch the original, but I think you would enjoy this one a lot more if you watch the original. Um, But I think things are kind of explained as they go on and, you know, Dexter has a whole new life now. So it is a new, a new chapter, a new story. Um, But you would enjoy the new one um, a lot more. Definitely. Yeah. As Julie says, I hope it gets caught, sent to prison for life. So we have a nay vote in the chat. I'm all for it. Julie, I, I'm going to say Uh-oh. it. I think murder is wrong. I know it's kind of advanced, <laughs> but I'm going to stand by it. See, um, I, the, the way that I feel, though, a lot of I know the show you on Netflix, a lot of people right, compare right, right. that to Dexter, which oh, I watch definitely. you. Yeah, I watch you just because guilty pleasure. But like Dexter <laughs> is so much better. And I think Joe Goldberg from you should get caught. He's a bad person, <laughs> not likable, just totally rude against him. But for Dexter, I have a lot. I have more heart for him. My like final question was going to be like, how, how is he finding murderers who aren't getting caught up in small town yeah. New York? Is, is he still killing every every episode? 
And how is he disposing of bodies is the main Ooh. question in a small that's town. <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> does sound kind of fun. It does sound uh, intriguing, but like, like, is he still finding among like this 40,000 town, several people who are just out there murdering that he can take down? So I'll say just for the premiere, because that's the only one that's out so sure, far. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's been one person, so it's not like a spree anymore. And Dexter has kind of turned a new leaf or so he thought he he hasn't murdered anyone or hadn't murdered anyone in 10 years. Um, but of course, the show is the show. It wouldn't be entertaining mm-hmm. if he stayed that way. So he's not on his spree, but he finds someone. It'd be pretty funny mm. if, he did, if he didn't kill anybody at all. Yeah. The show is just about his new life, like mowing lawns and <laughs> yeah. snow. Any other thoughts, Natalie? Hopes, wishes, dreams before we move on? Um, I hope people like it because I was telling you, Dan, before we started recording that I I think it is good. It's not as Mm -hmm. good as the original, but I am kind of nervous that my nostalgia and just love for the original show is influencing (laughs) how I feel about it. So I hope other people enjoy it, too. I completely get that. Yeah, there there are things that I I wonder if I went back and watched them, if if it would still be the same thing. Like, I wonder if I would still like Buffy as much as I did back when I was a kid if I watched it now. I don't know. Chat, is there any... um, movie or tv show that you think you might only like because it hit you at the right time in the right way nostalgic times i bet there is quick club um all right shall we move on or do we have any other thoughts on this topic let's continue okay let's do it and julie says and drug dealing queen of the south okay i'm boring i think it's a sopranos reference but i don't i'm (laughs) totally sure (laughs) all right um for me uh for your last show, I wanted to check back in one more time before you go on um, House of the Dragon. You know, this is a Game of Thrones podcast, began as we got our roots in Westeros sunk under the skin. And this prequel series is getting closer and closer. Uh, House of the Dragon, set 200 years before, going to be a, and I guess that's what we're talking about. Like, there have been some people out there talking recently, Matt Smith, who's played Damon Targaryen, and Miguel Sapachik, who directs it, about... Kind of, and the question before you guys and the group out there is how close to Game of Thrones should this show be and how much should they strike out on their own in order to become their own thing? For mm-hmm. example, Matt Smith, who again is a, is a pretty important character, he says it's impossible for this show to ever really succeed in the way that Thrones did. But we're trying to make a show that's entertaining and lots of different levels and has a similar scope and ambition to the previous show in many respects. But obviously, you're never going to be able to recreate the success of Game of Thrones because that was a very particular point in time. It was its own unique entity. And He's got just a very kind of, posh, I was going to say posh um, accent from Matt Smith. He's yeah. got kind of like a something going on in the back there when he's, you know, doing That's his good. thing. That, <laughs> really good. That, that was not a Matt Smith I did. That was just general, like, first British thing that came into my head. I, 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 I was not, I don't know much going to do it. But, and then the, the, and, and the director's talking about how Miguel Sapochnik, that he thinks it's important the franchise evolve, not the same story, not the same characters, and it needs to visually evolve. But at the same time, you know, people want to see Game of Thrones, so we shouldn't shortchange them on that. But my question for the group is, yeah, just how much should it say the same? How much should they be aiming to give people more of what they want? And how much should they be trying to do something, make a brand new show? Hmm. Yeah, I don't... <sighs> I guess when I kind of hear this, my immediate thought, and maybe as, you know, I, I always say as someone, you know, with like one foot in and one foot out of the mm-hmm. fandom, I think my initial perception of the show will just be that it is 
Game of Thrones. It is like Game of Thrones. And, you know, you would have to be very nitpicky (laughs) in order for me to say, oh, this isn't, you know, this is its own show or its own brand. Um, I think there are ways to to surprise people. And, you know, like I, I man, for the life of me, I, I can't think of how they could do that. But it seems like a scenario that has happened before where I was like, I'm expecting, you know, something to be similar to this. And then it's like, wow, this isn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just because it's, you know, Targaryens and it's dragons and it's, you know, you still got all the drama um, internal and like external going on. I'm like, I think it will probably be, you know, probably a close match to Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I feel like it doesn't need to be that different. I think Game of Thrones set a good formula, of course, based on the books, but, you know, killing off main characters and just (laughs) things that became so, you know, synonymous with Game of Thrones and that, you know, the whole cultural impact on that it had. And I think that it doesn't need to be too different in terms of that formula. But I think that, you know, the story is going to be different. We're going to be getting into the Targaryen history. So that's mm-hmm. something everyone is interested in. And I think yeah. if they really just go deep in that, then it'll be fine. I kind of agree with you. I felt like Game of Thrones ended and people had not gotten enough. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I do kind of feel like that. It's not, it doesn't need to be that crazy different. And it's not, by the way, because the story they're telling, I, I know because I read that book, I mean, it's different. It has different characters and everything, but like it hits some of the same notes. Mm-hmm. Like you're still going to have the betrayals and the battles and the families fighting and the politicking and the kind of jockeying for power. Like all the things people liked about Game of Thrones, I think are very much of here in this story. At the same time, it, it does have to be its own thing. Like I remember, like, is there any show that like was a spin-off? Like, okay, when I was a kid, I liked Frasier a lot. I didn't know it was a spin-off of Cheers. Like, I just liked Frasier. Like, I Ooh, wonder if it yeah. could become something like that. Like, could this stand completely on its own? I think it could, because technically it is a wholly different story. Like, there doesn't have to be one explicit reference. And there can't be because no one's born yet. So I guess best of both worlds, it could be completely its own thing while still continuing the tone of the original. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm hoping for a Frasier situation where it's just as good, <laughs> if not better than Cheers. There, I said it. <laughs> you know what? The only thing that comes to mind is the whole Seth MacFarlane suite of cartoons, Ooh, yeah. which, you know, I've, you know, I have watched, unfortunately, a lot of times. <laughs> and I, <laughs> funny enough, I think that's the the one or the first idea that comes to mind where it's like, OK, you think about Family Guy. And then I just remember watching American Dad as a kid. And I was like, this isn't like Family Guy. They look like it, but I don't like it. I ended up liking it afterwards. <laughs> between like that and then well, there was like Cleveland show, you know, those like yeah, were all, yeah. you know, somehow completely different cartoons. Um, you know, like it might have been produced by the same person. But when you get different writers and different ideas and all those sorts of things going, it does, you know, start to take shape and become its own thing. So I definitely do think that is a possibility. Like if you've got a new writer's room and you've got different people interpreting the text and the characters, um, there will be some sort of different vision that comes out of it. I'm looking forward to it. It's a tight line to walk, but I think they, they could find a lot of gold if they walk it the right way. And we have some great comments here that they look pretty good and I'm kind of eager to read. (laughs) <laughs> about uh, the difference. As Jen says, I don't want the gore to change. I'm sorry, gonna say it. 
I want to see male parts swing just like the original. Male oh. parts. <laughs> Wait. Do you mean like arms and legs or other male parts? Because I think you might. Oh, yeah, arms and legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one really, I don't even want to describe it. There was one scene that I think with the Unsullied that made me stop watching it because it was just like too brutal for me. <laughs> So I, I would love less of that, but you know, <laughs> if they create like an edited version of that, I would definitely, definitely watch it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jen confirms she does want the pickle. I think you'll get it, Jen, because, because frankly, the attitudes around nudity and premium cable have changed since Game of Thrones was on. It's much more common to be, uh, to kind of close the nudity gap nowadays. Like I was just reading about the Wheel of Time show. And the actress was like, oh, yeah, the more men get naked than women on this show. And part of me is like, but the Wheel of Time doesn't have naked people at all. But then the other part of me, at, at least the books don't. I guess they're going to add yeah. some in. Um, and they're right. adding some in because Game of Thrones made them realize this. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Jen, I think I'll get what you want. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be lots of gore, too. <laughs> what other comments do we got here? That's, that's a really good one. Uh, Julie well Hope. Sorry. They're going wild. I can't close the laptop. I'm happy. Keep them coming. Julie says she hopes it's better, but will be happy as long as it's as good. Would like to be its own brand, though. And yeah, I agree. Just the the the, the line to walk will be will be the key. As Christian says, the same quality of cinematography, writing, and acting, but a different feel for a different era. Perfect. I love it. And mm-hmm. and Jen wants the rawness like the original, but to be their own thing. I agree. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. And there's more. Um, no, you, you're all trying to trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. My last day. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll make one to remember. We had to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it a lot. I think it's the show that I'm most looking forward to. I'm obviously biased, but I think it does look really good. How about you, Natalie? Like, is this something you're looking forward to or just like another in a long line of shows on the horizon? No, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm super excited. And I also, I didn't love the ending of Game of Thrones, but I yeah. wasn't someone that was like, this is the worst show. Like I'm yeah, totally disregarding it. <laughs> you know, I still think it, it's a great show. So yeah, I'm really excited. And as Jen says, you know, when Jen Casey's here, which I agree we do, it's unmistakable. <laughs> All right, let's move on to, and this is for the group also, of course, what are we watching? Cause they're, oh, um, I forget it. Uh, yeah. What are we watching? No. I was uh, like, are we so, going to do the Targaryens? Are we gonna- oh, sure. Uh, Richard, <laughs> I'm sorry to make you do this. Could you put this up there? I just like this image. It's uh, House of the Dragon is filming in um, Spain and uh, in Caceres. Caceres? I'm not sure how to say it. And just, I thought Caceres. it was funny. Like the- Caceres, sorry. <laughs> Caceres, okay. Mm-hmm. And the town hall, like that is city hall putting up Targaryen flags to uh, honor cool. the folk filming there. I think it's pretty fun. Put it more... Um, Targaryen Stark flags on an actual government building. Good for them. Okay. Anyway, what are we watching? And I guess the question here is, uh, what are we watching? Mia, are you watching anything? Yeah. Um, well, I watched a fun little movie this week. I went to a screening um, for Encanto, which is from Disney of, you know, my heart. And <laughs> it's one of Walt Disney Pictures um, animated films. So, you know, in line with Frozen mm. and... Um, Rapunzel and all those movies, you know, they've gone like completely 3d. So I just have to say that I really, really enjoyed it. It's, um, 
it's about this family. They live in Colombia and they have this like magic house and the magic house grants the family magic powers, um, except for this one, our main character who just doesn't get any superpowers. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer. I also think she kind of looks <laughs> like me because she's got round glasses and curly <laughs> hair, um, but not super duper like me, but enough to make me be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, it's like it's the typical Disney charm. Um, you know, there's songs, I think, by uh, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda did this as no. well. Um, you know, he did Moana. So they're like, you know, they they always like to bring back the favorites. And um, what else? Oh, one of the characters even looks like um, the Rock's character from Moana, Maui. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's just him with like, you know, different <laughs> skin color. <laughs> So, assets get over there, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, maybe we can get, you know, this is Disney. Let's get creative with the animation. But I mean, <laughs> for kids, I think they're going to love it. I, I'm going to watch it again at some point. Um, and yeah, it's just really beautiful. Lots of great colors, lots of great songs, and it makes you cry. So that's well, what I watched. That's great. Um, what do you say that like, uh, where is it on like the scale of um, Moana and Frozen and tangled somewhere um, in there upper tier lower tier middle tier of the recent i want to say lower i think which is funny ryan the last dragon to me was kind of low even though i liked sure, it sure, sure, sure. um but it didn't have the music so i would say it's it's pretty middle upper um frozen and entangled i've kind of watched a lot anyway so that's in you know in me now so Ooh. i can't not like it um, so I think this one is going to be one of the classics where you start seeing the characters everywhere and, you know, they're going to incorporate them in the parks and on Disney plus and all that stuff. So it is kind of weird to watch the birth of like a new IP. You're like, right, well, right, here right. it goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so not used to that now. Yeah. So um, I thought I was going to say something else. Oh, it comes out November 24th, um, only in theaters, but oh, it'll be on right. Disney plus at some point. Early. Early yes, yes, fancy. yes. <laughs> How about you, Natalie? You watch anything? Yes. Watching Succession, of course. I know Ooh. you guys are as well. Um, <laughs> I love this season, but I'm also watching. Um, I know what you did last summer. The new oh. yeah, reboot yeah, TV yeah. show. <laughs> so I started it because I had nothing to watch. And I was like, let me just throw this on, see how bad it is. And it's really not bad. I'm sticking Ooh. through it. And I binged like seven episodes last weekend, just like so fast. And I thought to myself, all right, I guess I enjoy this because I just (laughs) watched so much of it. Um, But yeah, it's very teen. So if that's not your style, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. But it reminds me of um, Pretty Little Liars, which I had Mm. a soft spot in my heart for in high school and all that. So I'm enjoying it. I I have to admit. Could I ask, is it? Is it just like a retelling of the movie, which itself was a scream knockoff, or is it like, um, or, or is it like the movie happened and now it's like the sequel or something? It's a retelling, but it's different characters. So in the original, it was about you know a group of friends, and this one, it's about a group of friends as well, but it's about two twins, and that kind of. I don't want to spoil it if anyone's interested, but that comes into play. It's actually kind of a different, a different look at it, which I appreciated. Oh, yeah. Um, I got screeners for it. I didn't ask for them, but I got them. <laughs> yeah, they keep um, showing up in my inbox. <laughs> so perhaps I'll have to check it out. Uh, we'll get some great comments here. What, are, what, what y'all watching? Jen's watching the Curse of Oak Island reality show. Uh, Christian, is Spell for Chameleon vibe? Is that a show or are you just saying fun words? 
<laughs> don't want to see Cobra Kai. And Julie, always the great case. Finished watching Warrior. Love it with season three. I'm so glad I could turn people on to that because that was deadly. Have you ever watched Warrior? I have not. I know it's what you're talking really about, good. but I have not. Yeah. It's on HBO Max. I, I thought it was really, really good. I uh, saw Eternals. Wasn't bad, but not great. I think Mia would be more or less <laughs> in your camp there, but you speak for yourself. Such so good. And watching Shadowhunters, which is definitely a, um, a popular show that I think is over now. Shadowhunters, I forget. And I um, came up to the rear, and I'm, I'm way late, but I finally started to watch Squid Game. And um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, I see why folk were going crazy over it. Yay. Very kind of uh, pulls you into the next one with a pretty good force. I like it. I like its creativity. Uh, and I enjoy like a good satire, you know? I feel like it's hard to do a good satire really well. I'm not quite sure why. It's like, it like kind of you get to target things really, really exactly. And this one has like a sense of humor and a sense of whimsy, but also horrifying and um, kind of rattles around in the head in a fun, appealing way. I like it. As Jen <laughs> says, she won't watch that. Any reason, Jen? But um, yeah, don't blame me. That's fine. I think it's oh, pretty good. To, I'm enjoying it. To Sorry? Christian's point about the movie. So Spell for a Chameleon is a book. I just brushed up on it. And it says someone who, you know, doesn't have magical talent. Um from the brief Wikipedia synopsis that I read, I don't think this is like that book. Um, the whole point or um, conflict within Encanto is about, um, okay, the girl doesn't have any special powers, but, you know, somehow the house begins to lose its special powers and, mm. you know, she wants to do everything she can to help, but they're like, well, you don't have power. So butt out and stop trying to make a mess of things. And, you know, trials ensue from there gotcha. so i mean unless that is like a spell like a chameleon then disney totally ripped it off but i don't think that's the case disney wouldn't do that <laughs> they're about that ideas but yeah i mean good good stuff going on right now and we got yeah, the yeah, time yeah. coming out and uh we got that cup of gift thing looks kind of cool lots of good stuff succession is so good it's such a good show oh when logan was kind of giving that speech about how he loves kendall and he was right next to him but might have been like a ploy in front of that horrible adrian brody character i was really involved in that that aired right yeah that, yeah yeah that aired <laughs> not to me i still haven't made it through season three so oh damn i will um, forget though that didn't sure. that didn't even sound yeah. like a, a spoiler so i'm i'm cool <laughs> okay adrian brody sucks well, no, he, he, he's great. He's an Oscar winner, but his character was very unpleasant. <laughs> Ooh, All right. Um, and finally, we have uh, the Wick News Lightning Round, where we go over several news stories we couldn't fit in the main thing and give our 20 second opinions on them. And I wrote this one to um, be for two people, but it's going to be for three. So we're not going to know what we're talking about, and that's fine. <laughs> See how it goes. All right. Um, I will start with one. I'm pretty sure that any of us could answer. Um, and then, uh, so, okay. So Natalie, I'll give you one. And then you give okay. me one and me, you give me one. And then I'll repeat. Okay. Natalie, 20 seconds on the clock. Uh, Gal Gadot will play the evil queen in Disney's Snow White remake. Thoughts? See, I don't know how I feel about Galia though. Mm -hmm. After the whole COVID, you know, song thing that went on. Um, yeah, so yeah, the fiasco. Um, I'm not a not a fan of hers, but I'm not the biggest fan. So I don't know. I saw some people loving this casting, some people totally hating it, which will be interesting to see. Very cool. Perfect. I agree. 
Okay. Uh, so Mia. Oh no. <laughs> yes. All right. So tell us about Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone director. Oh wait, no, we. That's fine. Go around. Whatever, okay, man. Okay. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I know. I was like, do I go in order or one that you might know things about? <laughs> I'll go to Harry Potter. So Harry okay, Potter and Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Director wants to make Cursed Child movie with the original actors. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think his whole reasoning, he was like, well, they're old enough to play these parts now because they're parents and it's supposed to be about their kids and the play. Um Sure. I'm not a super duper fan of the the play or the story that goes on. I really wish it wasn't canon. I hope it's not canon. So, I mean, they can. It would be exciting, but they can do bigger and better things. I mean, Emma Watson, really. <laughs> bigger and better. Okay, Dan, here's the question that Natalie spared me from. Okay. <laughs> Netflix wraps production on Vikings Valhalla season two. Season one isn't even out yet. Yeah, uh- such a weird story like Vikings was, was a huge hit for history and somehow Netflix got, the, got to do this got to do the spinoff they must have paid like up the, up the nose for that and they're really going hard they already they're filming like three seasons ahead of time they want to make sure they corner the market this historical epic full of boats drama um and good for them I mean because the show's been so expensive mm. all right uh you know the last ender a little bit right Natalie I do not okay never mind okay um Okay. Um, hopefully, do you know Wicked? I'm just going to ask it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo uh, uh, land the roles of uh, uh, Glinda and Elphaba in the long gestating Wicked musical movie. Yeah, this should be interesting. So I've actually never seen Wicked before. I'm not a huge musical person. I'm sorry, Mia, but... Um, I am an Ariana Grande fan, and I also saw this being like diverse, divisive reactions on Twitter of people being upset and not upset. But she did do the kind of like TV production of it. Now I'm intrigued, but we can't ask me follow-up questions. That's the rule. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'll ask Dan about the last avatar, um, or, uh, last airbender. Um, Daniel Day Kim is fire Lord Ozai in avatar, the last airbender remake. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, Daniel Day Kim is a great actor. He's been a lot of stuff. That's a pretty big name. And you know, this, uh, remake, this live action remake of avatar, the last airbender, which is the greatest animated show that was ever created. Um, it needs some like kind of, um, oomph, I think to get people to like it again. And casting, like making good cast forces like this, I think is a good way to get people on its side. So I'm all for this. Okay. Mia. What else we got? Okay. Um, any thoughts on the new uh, Stranger Things teaser where Eleven and Company are in California? Oh, um, yeah. I've like literally just saw the screenshot. And I think we, yeah, the, our video or photo. I'm wasting time. Looks cool. Um, <laughs> what the heck is Eleven doing in a normal, you know, school and all that stuff? I'm anxious to find out. Um, they've been doing a lot of great teasers so far. So it looks like it could be an exciting season four. I hope it comes soon. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think the last two are like ones that only I will care about or no. Well, do we have any 100 fans in the audience? It's a no. So perhaps just one more. Let's see. Or Natalie. Oh, okay. Here's one from the Wix site. Um, Natalie. Let's just, your first reaction. Um, Brian Cox felt silly for turning down a Game of Thrones role. 
I did see that headline and I didn't have time to read the article. Um, interesting. I've never heard of this. So now I need to know it was the role disclosed. Um, he would be not, fan- no. okay. He would be fantastic in Game of Thrones, just knowing how cutthroat he can be in succession. So yeah, interesting. I feel like Tywin Lannister. But like, um, yeah. I think uh, Lord Commander Mormont would have been a perfect one for him, but not to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seth, he was like, offered a role pretty early on and he was like you know no one knew what it was so he's like nah which i mean he's a great logan roy though so i gotta hand it to oh, him so pick the right right show christian mm-hmm. loves wicked i'm looking forward to that wicked thing I too love- frankly oh oh yeah so mia are you into wicked you're a wicked booster i can sing wicked front to back <laughs> um i think i saw it like in seventh grade so it's more than 10 years ago and um, it's kind of like my go-to musical. When I first found out about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such like a huge musical fan. And it was like, well, I really only like Wicked and we don't have money <laughs> to afford to go see the other musicals. So that's just kind of been like my my like one go-to for such a long time. Um, so I'm, iffy. I think Cynthia is great. Ariana is going to take some warming up too. I think she'd be good as Glinda though, right? Because she's kind of like airy and like has like a pop princess thing going on. And and, and that's Glinda, right? She's yeah. And she's got the special. soprano for it. So, I mean, that's for sure. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. Okay. I think we should, I think we, that we should shut this down. This has been a very fun and chaotic, unpredictable round of what you're lightning around. And just take, just take the last minute to say, um, this is your last show, Mia. Uh, this has been great. I've really liked doing this show with you. I, I, if you're ever able to come back for a guest spot, that would be terrific. The readers definitely want you. Several folk uh, talked about that. Um, but, you know, I obviously wish you the absolute best. I get everything in life you want and more. And I think you should pick out a Funko for me to buy to have in the set <laughs> so we can always have a little reminder of you. Maybe a Loki, whatever you want. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess if I could say something, I mean, yeah, I've, I've had a blast doing this show. And it's kind of funny when I used to watch um, with the old hosts and stuff like that, I was... I was like, oh man, I wish I could do a podcast for fansided that just looks so cool. And then it was like, oh, well, here you go. Here's the opportunity. And I, I mean, it's been, I think I've been doing it since like the middle or so of 2019. And I was like, oh my gosh, how time flies. So yeah, I mean, I've just enjoyed getting to chat with you, Dan, and when guests like Natalie come on and stuff like that and reading the comments, you guys are... <laughs> Too much in the comments, especially today. So I really appreciate it that we had a um, a great <laughs> live discussion. one today. And yeah, if you know, maybe if something, maybe like Loki season two, I'll come back as like a oh, guest uh, commentator expert or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> only so, only now, what you really want to talk about? <laughs> the nice part of it. All right, I think we can end on that. Um, thanks for watching, you guys. Natalie, thanks for coming by. And mm-hmm. for the future, just, just so you know, guys, uh, the basic plan is I'll, I'm going to rotate through some other guest hosts. And we're not sure. Maybe I'll just rotate forever. Maybe mm-hmm. one will settle. Maybe it'll be you. Uh, we'll see, and we will find out. Josh was good, Julie, but Josh is so busy. Josh is busy um, trying to... Um, I can't go anywhere with that. I was trying to make a, a <laughs> wait. Never mind. Uh, we'll see if we can get Josh back out. That'd be fun. And uh, of course, we stream live every Wednesday in the Winners Coming YouTube page and Facebook page at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, we're also available in podcast form from Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are downloadable. And yes, Jen, Josh is a skinny guy. And hopefully we will see you guys back here then. And we'll go to the next leg of this journey together. Thanks for watching. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Fansided.
join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.